Hey listeners, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Recording this on Sunday night, and we are joined by a longtime friend here, Eric Letterer. Eric, uh, how are you feeling after that Bears loss? Well, I'm feeling terrible, which is exactly how I expected to feel, but uh, I'm here nonetheless, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Did you have any um, intentions of the Bears winning that game? Did you think they had a chance? I have to, so at halftime, I texted my buddy that I thought we had a chance, and that obviously was just just like this team is so fucking frustrating because they don't have an identity so basically like it's just like the nature of being eight and eight like you're mediocre and you think for whatever reason like you could have a chance in any game when you'd rather in reality be like the jets or some shit you know where where you just know yeah, you'd rather be any place. It's like the NBA where that middle ground is too dangerous because they're not going to get the pick they need. Yeah. And also, Trubisky is just blatantly not the answer, which we knew heading into the season, but false was even worse. Well, and and <laughs> this coach is is just unbearable. You're not, like, a, you're not a Matt Nagy guy? No, like, like, <laughs> like just the fact that the team before even like week, week 17, they, they decided like he's guaranteed to come back next year is just like – a signal of accepting mediocrity that is just disgusting. Eric, you would be you'd be appalled by my NFL intake. I have become a uh, your NBA an NBA nerd and was going double screen nets and Knicks oh, games today. Oh, I also have a point <laughs> yeah. about the the broadcast. What? How did you feel about the uh, the portrait mode NFL experience this year? The portrait. Like when they would score a touchdown. Oh, the uh, the um, the cartoon characters on Fox. No, dude, I'm saying when they would score a touchdown. Yeah. They'd zoom in on on a player, like they'd blur out the background. Are you talking about like the 8K thing that they started doing? Uh, probably. We're it's really on the same page here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it does doesn't it like look like portrait mode? Yeah, no, it's this new Fox 8K camera where the players look like they're in like Madden 2028. What do you think about it? It looks unreal, in my opinion. I like I, it. You I think, think it, it looks good in this context, but I was going to make a point randomly that I think that portrait mode pictures look awful. That's a hot take, Eric. Dude, I think <laughs> like this, it's just like people clearly are trying to make themselves look like perfect in a portrait yeah. mode picture. And so it just like the, doesn't work. You like the old school, somewhat fuzzy pick. Yeah, I like I like the uh, Eric. Where are you recording this from? So I'm in uh, in the, the like the common office. I recognize area. the like glass background from the gym. I think. Y- yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> in the common area of my my parents' uh, apartment building. Nice. So it, yeah, pretty electric. What have you? Uh, what has your day to day been looking like? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been it's been quite a uh, quite a ride these last these last eight months living down here with with Bill and Renda and not not too many others. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I was basically studying for this test for for grad school for a while. Is just like not not the smartest uh, bloke naturally, so it took me a really long time to study for it. And, uh, <laughs> I did that and then uh, submitted some applications and now I need to get a job. So, yeah. Looking for work now, Eric? Uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. In, in Tampa or in New York? Hiring well, I guess it doesn't matter. Sorry? What do you say? Go on. I was going to say if you're a hiring manager who happens to be listening to this podcast, uh, yeah. 
feel free no fear follow up with ryan yeah feel free um i wanted to get to this eric because obviously during this quarantine the tv consumption at least for me has become dangerous uh and it's been a big question of um fortunate enough to be in situations where there's two screens available but for you what what takes priority currently as far as what you're watching is it just all nfl or is it obviously the news has become more uh yeah, I've been watching, yeah, I'm watching, yeah I know. <laughs> I've watched more news in the past month than I've watched in my entire life. Really? Yeah, it, and it's probably not a good thing. Yeah, it's definitely not a good thing. When would that ever be a good thing? Well, the thing is, when you spend nine months at home, your parents watch well, the news yeah. 24-7. Yeah. And the it, thing is... When I'm home, I hate that the news is on, but then I find that I'm putting it on here and I'm like borderline embarrassed about it. But at the same time, uh, Richie and I, Richie's my roommate, we've been getting, uh, we're pretty intrigued by it. If it's just on in the background during the work day. Um, yeah, Richie's got some hot political takes there. Don't don't sleep on our political strategist. Uh, <laughs> Richie, uh, Richie Emmanuel L. III. <laughs> Dear God. Uh, but no, for me, it's it's recently been, for the most part, that the NBA takes priority or uh, whatever I'm gambling on. I know that Eric is uh, has an affinity for frugality, so gambling is not really his uh, forte. <laughs> or, or, or I lost several thousand dollars <laughs> in college and just was like traumatized. But uh, Is that but true? Yeah. Did you actually lose? Yeah, seven? yeah I, I lost like were you the type of guy that would on a Sunday night be down 800 and put yeah. 900 and on no, the game? Dude, I remember specifically the, the one game that uh, made <laughs> that me scarred from that made me stop. I feel like everyone has like one of these games, right? It was Lamar Jackson was uh, a senior or what, what maybe a junior, but when he, he was playing Florida state uh, our senior year of college and I bet the house on Florida state who was like, I don't know, maybe like two touchdown favorite or something. And they literally lost by like 60, <laughs> I put like $500 on the game. And I was just like done with it. That's better though, than it being gut retro at the end. My worst gambling experience was, uh, I think it was sophomore year of college. It was the, uh, Patriot Seahawks Super Bowl, And I put like, it was one of those ridiculous, uh, Super Bowl props. So I put about $60 to win 700 on the fact that the game would be tied at halftime. The Seahawks would win and that Marshawn Lynch would an MVP and wow. all three, all three had to hit. And if you remember within the final seconds of the first half, the Seahawks tied it up on a ridiculous touchdown at 14. So we hit that. And then uh, if Marshawn Lynch, if they ran the ball in the last play, he would have won MVP and they would have won the game. Yeah, dude. I walked. I walked back to my dorm that night, so depressed. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy, I enjoyed hearing you and uh, Specter talk about it. Which, by the way, I have to say that that was a solid. Uh, I really enjoyed that first episode. I was gonna. I, I meant to <laughs> the context of of how I listened to it. I was driving back from Naples, Florida. I'm going to Naples next week. Naples is, dude. Naples is great. Uh, I was so I was driving back. Uh, from seeing my ex-girlfriend and my okay. I literally was having like 10,000 thoughts per minute and I saw that you posted that uh, that podcast with Spectre and it was just like everything I needed we were the therapy that you needed that's a good exactly. ad for the pot I appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you I just cooked some dinner tonight if you care it was uh some pesto pasta and some low quality steak uh, that we wolfed down but have you solely been eating the parents cooking or do you consider lending a hand? Uh, it's, they, it's, it's complicated. So, so sometimes Renda, my mom, uh, sets me up for success. She'll, she'll prepare like a, uh, I don't know, she'll like cook some sausages or something. Right. And it's kind of like, like 40% of the way there. And all I need to do is like add whatever is going to like make it a meal, you know? Um, that's all you're no, my mom my mom does the cooking to, to answer your question yeah no that was the same situation at home the uh it's been an adjustment back in the city trying to have some more portion control 
Because, I mean, at home it was... I mean, dude, at home I was eating eight to ten chicken cutlets in a sitting, which which is not really repeatable. Yeah, it's it's a fair point. Uh, I, I, well, what we had discussed uh, going in is just, I think that this concept of, of mothers cooking uh, compounding over time, the, the quality of it, is is really something to uh, to behold like I also find too that and not only is it good cooking and it's fresh and it's healthy but at the same time I think there's definitely some bias involved where it's just like this is my mom's cooking yeah I'm gonna even if even if this if I like take a bite of chicken and notice that there's a there's a chewy piece I'm just gonna ignore that and convince myself that it's fine (laughs) whereas yeah I'll persevere whereas if I had that at a restaurant I would be appalled and, and would think there was a problem. Yeah, but you know, I that's a rarity. Like, well, there, there, I, f- I also feel that there are certain, like you and I in particular, and we've discussed this, we appreciate food on a different level than, than a lot of other people. So I think to the days of, this was before my mom really blossomed as a cook. Uh, I, I would go to your house and eat and it would literally just be like the greatest thing ever yeah you would eric would massage my mom's ego the entire two hours of the meal um i don't know if that was i think it was a combination that he, you liked the food but you also wanted to ensure future invitations to the yeah, table. <laughs> yeah but i just think that like i just feel that giving the chef like proper credit if it is rightfully dank is like so important. No, I agree. And also, well, I wanted to point this out too, because you mentioned that your mom will cook 60% of the sausage and you'll finish it up. And it okay. sounds it sounds to me like you are the lamest sous chef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, dude, like all in all, I, I just, I must say, like, I just feel like as my mom has gotten older, there's just something to it. You know, and like the, like they say that like grandparents are like like the best chefs and like it has to be something with like just with with knowledge over time and experience. I think it's just reps. You know? It's just reps. I think the it's like when they're when they're putting the seasonings in, it's the same amount every time where we don't have the amount of reps where our our hands just are a little heavy handed or we're putting in too much pepper. They don't make those same mistakes. And, and what it really <laughs> comes down to is that they have a secret ingredient in there that, that I like to call love. <laughs> TLC. They're cooking yeah. with confidence and love. Wait, what's TLC? I TLC couldn't... is uh, tender love and care. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is just in there. I would imagine that when they cook for us, they up their, they up their game a little bit. I don't know if uh, I don't know if our I don't know if our dads get the same treatment. No, I mean my dad literally hasn't cooked me a meal in uh, my entire life. So. No, but I'm saying when they only cook <laughs> when they only cook for the husband and we're not around, yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. that food might be it's still good, but it's probably not the same level. Couldn't agree I would more. Say. Couldn't agree more. Um, but no, the the cooking's definitely been good. Um, but Eric, dude, living in the city. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a good segue to to uh, our to, to the topic of living at home. Oh yeah, I wanted to get to that as well. Well, so I'll start with my experience. I was living at home for nine months, so March through uh, the end of November, and I'm a homebody, so it, it suited me well for the most part. I was I love to golf, so I was playing a lot of golf. Um, I didn't have too many qualms with the whole situation, but. That's also because I had my brother around um, the, the times where he wasn't there and don't get me wrong, obviously um, nothing but compliments to my parents and nothing but love, but I uh, don't love being the center of attention and the questions can add up quickly. <laughs> questions can <laughs> add up quickly. <laughs> I, what I said to my friends is I, I, it was an adjustment living with people that actually care about everything that I do. Whereas my roommates obviously care about me, but they don't care how much salt I put on my chicken or if I used hot sauce or uh, how my presentation at work went. 
So living with people that care that much was an adjustment. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a fascinating thing uh, living at home, especially at our age. I, I'm 26. Are you, you are you still 25? 25? I'm jealous, man. Um, all right. <laughs> so I just think like it's it was it was definitely it's definitely been a good experiment because these people like like you say like we couldn't care about each other more and at the same and like at the same time when you're just living with people and living like so intimately with them and they're your parents it's just so easy to get fed up oh yeah well i I compare this almost to the way that i can behave on a golf course with my family where if I play golf with my friends or anyone else, I'm not really exhibiting much anger if I'm if I'm playing poorly or not getting angry at anyone, even yeah. myself really. But when I play golf with my family, I don't know if I should share this, but I'm one of the last people you want to be around <laughs> when I golf. With, I, I'm one of the last people you want to be around if, you're, if I'm golfing with my family. Because yeah. you feel like you have this right knowing, okay, even if I annoy them or they get angry at me, they're not actually going to get angry at me. They're not going to hold a grudge. Whereas with your friend, if you really disrespect your friend or piss them off, yeah, it's, you, it's not a, it's not a guarantee that they'll be fine. With it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're as taking as liberties. The, the only like. people you can ever rely on are your family, you know? Yeah. Like, like as much as we say we're, we're great friends, which we are. And like, we always will be, it's just not the same, you know? No, it's not. So it's, it's just like, it's a strange it's, dynamic. If I tell my brother on the golf course to go fuck himself, I know that in <laughs> ten, I, I know that ten minutes later everything's fine. But if I, I probably haven't seriously told a friend of that. I probably haven't said that to a friend seriously in, in a decade. Yeah, maybe you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and also it's just like they're where they are in their life compared to where I am in my life, like literally could not be more different. Like I am so fine. Just like, just simple things like, I don't like tidiness and like general willingness to put up with like shit. They're just like, you know, they're just. Well, Eric, I've heard, I've heard from uh, old roommates of yours that you don't great at cleaning the dishes <laughs> you know what that I'm, I'm i can't confirm or deny that uh i just think i don't know i think my parents my parents are great people and it's it's hard to like sit here and and complain about them um but like there's definitely something to be said about it being strange living at home when you're oh home. certainly i mean i know that when i was lucky enough to do a homestay in Florence that the average kid in Florence lives with their family until they're about 30. And it is, I mean, yeah, I guess it's just a different culture, but living with your parents at the age of 25 seems unhealthy. Yeah. It's, it's probably just our culture, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Uh, that's what it is. Eric, you, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about the uh, <laughs> can't even say this with a straight face. The, <laughs> the formula for producing the softest human being. Can you can you elaborate uh, on this a little bit? I want to hear yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, so I've been thinking about this uh, recently, and it really has to do with just the extent of the uh, kind of the the pleasure that I get living in Florida during the winter. And I've really thought about like, this is the first time I've been that I've lived in Florida during the winter. And I thought that like, it's made me realize that, that if you spend your time here in the winter and uh, like a lot of old people do this, they'll be in Florida in the winter and then they'll be up North in the summer. For example, like Connecticut in the summer could not be nicer. If you do that, you will become so soft. Like if, if you, you, if you spend, go ahead. 
I was I was gonna say if you want to create the softest kid imaginable, <laughs> you would you would send that kid you would you would live with him in Florida in the winter, and in Connecticut in the summer, and the kid will just guarantee he's guaranteed to be soft. Yeah, or you just make sure that Eric Letter his father. <laughs> or 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 and then my and then my other theory was that or you just raise him in LA. Yeah. With you with you as his father. <laughs> that 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 will ensure that'll ensure this formula yeah. that you speak of. All right, but dude, don't you think it's I true? don't disagree. If you if you have the ability to spend six months in Florida and then you're spending May through uh let's just say October in in the suburbs of whether it's Connecticut or any to any yep. town in this area. Yeah, I think you're producing a pretty soft person. It, dude, it's <laughs> you need you need some you need some struggle, you know? Yeah, you I need, think you so you you think that you think that experiencing a winter in the northeast where it's pitch black at four o'clock and it's freezing it. and you're commuting home, you're commuting to work in the pitch black and commuting home in the pitch black. Yes. You're saying it puts some hair on your chest. I think it puts absolute hair on your chest. Not that, not that I'm saying I have any hair on my chest. I don't. That or <laughs> that or or living in Florida in the summer or like in a warm place in the summer is is pretty brutal too. Yeah. Well. So, on that note, we I moved into the city on November 30th. And this weekend I've been here for, I mean, I went home for the holidays, but I've probably spent what five weekends here. And this weekend, uh, I was sitting around and I said, why did I move here? There's, (laughs) there's, there's nothing to do. All of the restaurants are closed. So if you want to, if you want to eat at a restaurant, you're eating outside and 30 minutes to an hour into the meal, your feet are, you can't feel them. You're also just eating in winter coats. Um, the one pro of eating outside in the winter is that there's no thought going into what you're going to wear. That's one of the pros. You don't have, there's just no consideration. I'm just going to put on my jacket and a pair of jeans. Um, but no, so there's not much to do. And I asked myself, why didn't I just move down to like Miami for three, four months with a couple friends and just pay the same amount in rent or probably less? Well, I have to tell you, I, I don't know why you didn't do that either. Cause I'm moving to Austin in uh, that's news to me. Is it dude? Yeah. I'm moving to Austin with Harry in uh, oh the first week of February. For how long? At least three months. Um, nice. Yeah. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm hope I'm hoping I get a job. Uh, that would be tight. Yeah, that would be nice. Dude. Yeah. Uh, I specifically told Richie before I recorded this, I said, I'm going to wear these headphones so that I don't have to hear your like foolishness. Yeah, in dude, the background. yeah. So I don't have to hear your foolishness in the background because you have $12 on Browns plus six. <laughs> and I just hear him yell, Oh my God. Oh. I would bet I would bet that someone dropped like a three yard out pattern on the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> Richie, yeah, Richie, Richie's volume in general. Well, is... so I tried to get Richie into sports <laughs> because for as much as I like sports or as little as he does. Yeah. Let me just talk shit about Richie while he's like 10. No, no, me. no. I, look, <laughs> I, I love Richie. Richie, Richie's actually a great roommate, but yeah, of course. Um it's funny. He uh he was gambling for a little bit. And I was pumped about that because I figured, all right, if he's gambling, he'll watch sports. But I think it was the first, the weekend before we moved in, I gave him a slate of five NBA games and he went one and four. So this is his first bet since. So Richie, Richie would rather watch the crown than. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Dude, I, used to, I used to walk home to Richie, Harry and Andy, like in the pitch black in our living room, watching the, like Lord of the Rings, like four nights in a row. And I just go in my room and yeah, it's certainly, it's an adjustment. Um, but we have the two screens and I'll use the laptop, but Eric, I also wanted to get to this. Well, first of all, though, let's, let's talk more about Austin. Cause uh, wait, wait, I'm not sure. It, can I make one comment? Yeah. You made a point about your headphones. 
Yeah. Uh, in your podcast with Spectre, uh, I, I shared with my dad this morning that I was coming on this podcast and specifically your comment about when you opened this microphone, the shiver that ran in your back a little oh, bit. Oh, this was Spectre. Yeah, Spectre had a moment. <laughs> it, it, it inspired me. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that Spectre yeah. inspired his words. Um, but no, let's get let's get back to this uh, yeah. fact that you're moving to Austin, where you probably won't remotely fit in. Let's let's get more into this. I don't know, man. I mean, they say that it's uh like it's a it's bustling bustling spot, and I mean, yeah. I, honestly, so you guys are just getting a two bedroom in Austin. Yeah, two bedroom in Austin. Uh, it's it's a super nice place. Well, it's the first place. They're, they're both nice places. Airbnb or just subletting somewhere? Yeah, Airbnb. We're like month to month, nice. uh, and we've signed up for two different places, but they they both look pretty good. I'm and, quite jealous. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Uh, hopefully, it goes well. I mean, I've only really heard good things about Austin, so. We'll Are you gonna run 13 miles every morning there? I'm definitely gonna run a lot there because it's gonna be. They say like the sum, the summer obviously in Austin's brutal because it's like 100 degrees every day. But those those few months we're gonna be there should be pretty good. Yeah, it should be good weather. I know our uh, listeners are very interested in your running schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinated, I'm sure. Let's hear it. What's the, uh, what's the current regimen? Because uh, for those of you that don't know, Eric has uh, competed in some uh, different uh, running formats. No, uh, I, I like or to Or try run. to, or try to compete. Let's be, let's be honest. We run to eat and we eat to run. That's what I was going to say. I was going to, I didn't want to talk too much about working out because no one likes listening to me talk about working out or like any of my eating habits. Yeah. But I was going to say, that you, yeah, eighty percent I think of working out is for eating. Yeah, I I think it's hard to put a percentage on it. <laughs> it's definitely high though, because you want to just be at a point where you don't have to worry about what you're eating. Exactly. So whatever that, like whatever that is, right? And I think that running is the best workout for that, right? I mean, it's got. Well, work. yeah, I agree. I I've recently during quarantine gotten very into the Peloton. So I've kind of substituted that, but same concept. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's primarily for eating. Cause when I, when, when I was first home during quarantine, I quickly realized, okay, I'm going to be eating probably three times of what I typically ate. Yeah. So I'm going to have to spend a little bit more time in the basement. Um, so that's what I did, but yeah, I, I asked you about your running schedule and I ended up talking about my Peloton schedule. No, no. Uh, I, <laughs> that's what, have that's you, what have you been running daily or is this a three to four days a week? But running? Yeah. Yeah. It's like five days. I'd say five days. Do you listen yeah. to podcasts or music no, when you're on? No, that's my, that's so okay. interestingly, I used to be like tied to, to the podcast or the headphones or my phone, but now I'm kind of, uh, I've just carved the time out to be like, no, anything. So I, I just, I don't, I, I kind of agree with that. I've only done that a few times when we were in a uh, Wells, Maine. Um, I went on a fair amount of runs with Harry and some with Ross, but when Harry and I ran, it was mostly no audio. Okay. And I used to think that hearing the, this runner, we'll Harry is a good runner. Um, I used to think that running and just hearing the sound of my own feet was an issue. Hmm. But there's something about it that is actually more relaxing and almost you're almost less cognizant of the time. Because when I listen to a podcast, I may know how long that podcast is. But the reason I really struggle listening to music is even if it adds some adrenaline, I know that this song's four minutes. So after I've listened to the song, I've in a few songs I've only ran for 10 minutes. Like I'm the type of guy that if I'm on a treadmill or any other cardio device, I have to hide the time. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I even take it like a step further. I don't even, so I have a watch. I don't, I try my best to not look at the watch because I don't want to see how much, like I say, I'm going to run like five miles and then I just try to run until I, now I've run enough that I know like for what that is. Right. And I just don't look, otherwise I'm just going to get pissed off. Do you think it's easier to run after you've eaten or do you think it's easier like uh, first thing in the morning? 
I try to go, I don't know. I honestly, I just get into a routine with it. So like, yeah, I now, like the evening. Yeah. Now I'm big. I'm lucky. I'm big. I've just been doing it in the middle of the day, but usually I'm like a morning guy just cause I feel like it's like, honestly, I've lately been having like shower thoughts about the running and like, I consider it, it's almost like taking a shot of something, you know, running like, or showering. <laughs> no <laughs> thoughts about running in the shower so i took okay, like I'll, I'll try this next time my thought, my thought <laughs> is that going for like a three or four mile run when you're done it feels like you just took a shot of something okay that's fair i mean yeah there's definitely a runner's high i also feel like once you're done with that run especially if you're outside i guess if you're going no audio you don't have the same feeling but you're done running and you can now just put on a podcast you enjoy and you're now walking back to your home. Great. That's yeah. a, that's a phenomenal 15 to 20 minutes. Can we talk about podcasts about podcasts yeah. in general? Yeah. Uh, I love, I just, first of all, like, I just love it. Like I love podcasts. I've been, I hate to be one of the, one of those guys that's, that is like, Oh, I knew that. I knew that song before, like before he was big, you know, I knew that artist before he was big or whatever, but like my brother and I have been listening to podcasts since like, I don't know, like actually since before they were big and like, I just love them. <laughs> I agree. I, mean, I, I, I remember you being early on these, but I think there are several things we like about them. I think one is that the, whoever you're listening to is just being more candid than they would be on other platforms. So that's one thing, but two, there's obviously people prepare, but there's almost a lack of preparation that these people are caught off guard sometimes, which leads to them being even more honest. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know what it is, but I almost retain the information better on a podcast. than if I was watching it on TV, like I, I can recite back to you a full Rusillo pod probably yeah. doesn't out of my mind, but <laughs> <laughs> And I, I've, audit, I've reached the point during quarantine where, and this is, this might be as lame as, this, this might be as lame as your sous chef skills, but I've, I struggle to get into shows if I'm not hooked within five, 10 minutes, that's it. Um, so often when I'm in bed, I will put the YouTube app on and I will watch podcasts, Really? which it's nice to fall asleep to because you don't actually have to watch it, but I don't mind watching. There's something to be said about people's there's um, a good amount of ringer pods and Rusillo. And I love the JJ Reddick podcast with Tommy Alter. It's probably you like Rusillo's arms. He does. He, <laughs> <laughs> his arms, his arms are impressive. Uh, but no, that I've been enjoying doing that because there's something to be said about facial expressions. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, for, for me, I've always just listened. I feel like during the void. So when I'm, I do the dish, I, I, I we have a, di we have a dishwasher uh, in our house to go back to our, our point earlier. That's, that's riveting news. My dish cleaning. So, but when I do, when I do the dishes and shit, like I fill the void with the podcast. Absolutely. It, it's like the perfect thing. I was talking yeah. to a friend about this where, and I don't know if this is a bad thing because it's so rare now that you're thinking your own thoughts, or at least me, where I'm basically listening to a podcast anytime I do anything. So yeah. there's usually a podcast on if I'm showering, if I'm cleaning the apartment, uh, as you mentioned, cooking. And I've Airpod, said to people- AirPods have made it so much easier, I feel like. Yeah. and well, Or if no one's around, I'll just put it on the speaker. But um, yeah. I've said this to other people where- I'll view them cooking and they're not listening to anything. And, and I mean, to each their own. Yeah. Yeah. But like why not just listen to something yeah. you enjoy at all times, dude, it's, 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 and learn. it's, it's, uh, it's great. I love it. I love that. You love it. Are you primarily listening to sports podcasts or I would imagine you've gotten into some yeah. other things. I really like uh, how I built this, which is just yeah. like entrepreneurs. Uh, that one's great, but I just love like, Bill Simmons. I don't listen to Rogan anymore because I'm an Apple Music person. Um, I used to listen to Joe Rogan every now and then. But I, what I'm curious, like, what do you th think makes 
podcast hosts, like, and this is a very meta question to ask on a podcast, but like, what do you think makes certain hosts better than others? Because I feel like there's an X factor that people have that like, is hard to really put your finger on. Like Bill Simmons, maybe it's like something about his voice or like something about Russillo's voice. No, this is a great question, Eric. I'm glad you brought this up because Bill Simmons, who I think is, and Bill Simmons and Mike Francesa are two great interviewers, in my opinion. What I mean is if you're listening to a Bill Simmons podcast, for example, he had Mike Breen on a few days ago. I don't know if you listen to that. Great. Yeah. There was a a 0% chance I didn't enjoy that segment. That was so good. (laughs) But what I wanted, like with Bill Simmons, I'll be listening and I'm always thinking, I hope he asks this question. And he always asks those questions. He always asks the question that you want the person he's interviewing to share more info on. Not scripted. That's right. Well, I've also heard him say, that when he has guests on, he never has a script of questions at all. He just views it as I'm having a conversation, but that's also impressive because you never want to get to the point where you ask a question. And what I, I think the short answer to question before I ramble is that I think what makes these great podcast hosts, I think what makes these podcast hosts great is that they're amazing listeners. Yeah. They're, so they're, their questions, they're not just sitting there thinking, all right, I want to ask Eric 15 questions. It's I'm going to listen to what he says, and I'm just going to make like I'm sitting in, a, in my living room with Eric and have a conversation rather than, all right. Uh, so like, you know, a lot of times these hosts or the guests will give a 20, uh, give a really long answer, give a 10 minute answer, and then they go right to the next question. It's a much better listen as I make like a five minute point to be a hypocrite, but it's a much better <laughs> listen if it's back and forth rather sometimes the guest talks for eight straight minutes and it's like, well, I, I'm listening to this pod because I like the host. I, yeah. Well, what I think is, it's just crazy. Like it's so hard to put a finger on, but it's just yeah. like, like it's true that like some hosts are just better. Like Bill Simmons is not, there are a hundred other podcast hosts, thousands probably that are like inherently just like better speakers or better uh personalities than him he just like happens to have the best one in the world probably and i mean he just he's mastered it i mean certainly through reps but i think it's also he's clearly having on pretty big name guests and to make them comfortable is a big aspect too like obviously if you're not an athlete it's probably more challenging to get the athlete that you have on to to share things for example part of the reason i like the jj reddick podcast is because he's an NBA player, when he has other NBA guys on, NBA guys on, they're more willing to share info because he plays in the league, and they don't right. view him as that media guy, you know. Yeah, it's it's true. So having clout definitely helps. He's good. This is super random, but I just want to make this point specifically about the Breen podcast. Yeah, he sounded like such a professional. Mike Breen. He, yeah, he, Mike he, Breen is. Dude, his point about arriving like four hours early to see Ray Allen. I thought that was like unreal. <laughs> My favorite story he told was when he did his first finals game, he was telling this story. We're now podcasting and reciting other podcasts. That's so good. <laughs> so so good. good. I love the story he told where the first finals he, game he did on TV, he, one of the producers told him how he needs to understand that it's a more casual audience yeah, yeah. and that you might not have the NBA guru listener that you usually have. And yeah. you have people that don't know the game. That also, Hubie? Yes. Yeah. Well, Hubie, yeah, Hubie yeah. rounded the game with him. Yeah. The first guy, <laughs> the first, the first foul of the game, he go, the guy goes to the line and he said like, this guy will be taking two interrupt uninterrupted free throws. Each shot is worth one point. And during the timeout, Hubie Brown grabs him by the arm and goes, Mike, just do these games. the way you always do. And, and that like was a like Hubie impression. Yeah, and Hubie Brown's the perfect guy to do that. Yeah. Uh, no, that that podcast was great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I also re-listened to uh, this. Is, so another one I listen to a lot is Mark Maron. Uh, just for, for the folks uh, listening, like, I just love that podcast. There was one episode I re-listened to that I've sent you before. I don't know if you've listened to it, but it's – he has Seth Rogen on and like the point of the podcast is to promote this movie uh, called the American pickle, which I haven't seen, but it's like very much about Judaism. 
And they literally just end up, uh, whether it was planned or not, just like, like riffing on Judaism for like an hour and it could not be funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, have you uh have you been getting into uh any shows during your free time or mostly yeah, right right so i didn't really answer this earlier uh doing with my parents did, did you watch it the undoing yeah i did solid right uh yeah so i liked it after it ended but while i was watching and not to, good, not to spoil it i don't want to spoil but while i was watching it so the first i thought for the most part, nothing was happening each episode. And I thought that I knew it was going to happen at the end too. I thought I knew who the culprit was in everything. Yeah. And every episode I would say, people are obsessed with that show. That was like at the same time with the queen, the queen's Gambit. And I thought queen's Gambit was a much better show. Yeah. Um, but everyone was into it. And I, I just felt, what do you like so much? We get 55 minutes of nothing. And then at the 56 minute, something shocking happens. But I, I, I did like the way it ended a lot. So overall, I'd say it was a good show. Yeah, I thought that the undoing, the undoing was strong. I mean, it was just like something you can, when I was, I've, I've been living at home. So it was just like an easy watch with my parents. Yeah, like, I watched it with them as well. You know, it's like pretty mindless watching. Right? Did you watch Queen's Gambit? Yeah, and that was definitely, uh, I thought more like, like well done, quote unquote, right? Uh, um. But yeah, I thought it was special. Eric, there's this movie I watched um, over, uh, I think it was Thanksgiving with my family. Um, this is going to be such useless info because I don't remember the full name. I texted Harry and said it was an awful movie. It's uh, It had a lot of good actors in it, and it was... Um, I knew I shouldn't have brought this up because I don't know the name of the movie. <laughs> um <laughs> Whatever. I thought it was terrible, but he was telling me how good you thought it was. I'm going to quickly uh, look it into my phone, but have you watched any, have you watched any good movies over the, uh, I'm assuming you have watched some yeah, solid films. I've watched a bunch. Um, I most recently watched a really random, like love, love movie uh, called, the, it was actually a trilogy of movies called the Before Trilogy. That was great. I have yeah. not, uh, I haven't seen that, and nor can I find that movie, so I'll have to tell you at another time what the movie I'm, I'm referencing. Did you like... Um, you should get on Letterboxd. This is a plug for Letterboxd. Ross, okay. Ross Perry, and I are on, and we, we've, gained some, uh, we've gained some traction together reviewing movies. It's, it's, it's That's awesome. Great. And, and they have TV shows on there. Like, yeah. Um, What's the movie on Netflix where the woman is um, blindfolded the whole time? Um, Bird Box? Uh, yeah, I never saw it. Okay. Awful. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You're killing me, Eric. You're killing me. Um, but yeah, uh, moving to Austin. So that when is that happening? February 1st? Yeah, February 5th, I think. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm pumped, man. Uh, what... Uh, what are you going to try to do that's specific to Austin? It's going to be heavy, uh, a lot of eating. Dude, the food there is apparently unreal. I've never been to Texas. You, you should, uh, you should I visit. Dude, a hundred percent. I will, yeah. the, the places we're living have ample space for you. Uh, sure. hundred percent. No, I'm looking but, forward. I'm looking forward. Eric, a song that, uh, or not a song, but a question really delivered that well a question that i wanted to uh kind of leave our listeners with with each guest that i have um is what is your what what song are you listening to right now like what's the song that you're okay okay this this and by the way this was my father's idea so i'm gonna give him credit but i think it's pretty simple no, idea so I'm just I think and, and, and you're you're the first guest that's gonna be asked this so i love having the uh like in uh for example in uh what the, uh, how I built this he asks every guest that comes on at the end like what percent of what you did was luck versus skill and I think it could not be more interesting which is basically just how modest do you want to be yeah exactly <laughs> and and like every single person says like 50 50 but every now and then someone will be like yeah it was like 90 percent me and it's yeah, like every now and then they'll get some, like really get some arrogance <laughs> yeah 
But um, uh, no, because there's always a song. I'm the type of guy with music yeah, yeah, yeah. where I'm playing a song until I find it unlistenable. Um, <laughs> currently yeah, have. I'm too. I'm too. Not as much as you, but what what is it right now? <laughs> okay, so I have the the music I listen to generally falls into two buckets. One is like Richie, uh, just like absurd EDM. Yeah, just listen to it to like get pumped up about whatever I'm doing. Then the other is more like contemplative, like singer songwriter uh, type stuff. So I'm trying to think, like, do you ever listen to like Van- Vance Joy or like? Even like Red Hot Chili Peppers probably um, is in that category. I've li- I mean I've obviously listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers. Richie was actually wearing a skin tight Red Hot Chili Pepper shirt <laughs> a few nights ago, which is what I which is what first came to mind. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But, uh, but in the in that category, uh, the song that I've been listening to is this song by Pearl Jam, and. It's the uh, it's the song at the end of the last dance. Oh, okay, so you can't even provide a name. That's strong. That's strong. No, 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 no. I know, I know, I know the name. I'll do some research for you. It's um, oh, it's so annoying. Is it called uh, present? Uh, present tense. Present tense. Present tense. I think that, that, that is a good song. So that's that, your song. That song. Present tense by Pearl, Pearl Jam good and the way that it was used to end last dance i thought it was just like so perfect man. well yeah mj smoking the cigar uh with that camera angle behind him was an unreal oh. way to wrap it up i think to wrap up uh the pod let's touch a little bit on the last dance oh um, my god we can get in this endless argument i hate having it richie asked me um, Richie's getting a lot of uh, shout outs on this. Uh, he asked me <laughs> yesterday who I thought was better, LeBron or MJ. And I just think it's a ridiculous conversation. Um, but yeah, obviously, that, obviously the last dance, enough. if you talk about the last dance, it's like the first question that comes to anyone's mind. Do you have, do you have thoughts I, on this? I loved your dad's point uh, when he came on here about LeBron being the most insecure yeah okay let's not call it athlete let's call it person of all time uh it's just like what watching that watching the last dance i just you i just got a, a sense of just how how much mj was just like the man and kind of like went to the beat of his own drum so i agree with you eric i recently shared my dad's point with a friend that while I may think LeBron is the all-time great and better than MJ, I don't think there's any right answer to this, by the way, but how I actually do agree that LeBron, while he's, while he has made pretty much no mistakes off the court and has this um, perfectly polished career and has been involved in a lot of, uh, in a lot of uh, good movements, whether it's charity or et cetera, I do think he is like, I think he's insecure and uncomfortable himself. I don't know what it is. He's just, it just all seems like an act or with Jordan and I'm the biggest LeBron fan, but with MJ, he's just, he just comes across like this badass that doesn't care what anyone thinks. And I'm just going to be me and I'm going to rip your teeth out and compete and whatever you think of me, that's great. So one of the most your point made me think of this scene and I've watched this. I watched it again when it was on Netflix. Uh, I think there's this scene that like summed it up just like how much he just doesn't give a fuck. Uh, MJ. He, there's a scene when he's going into one of the games against the jazz, the, the last series. And there's some reporter who said that like MJ's gift was that he could just like tune out everything else and just like play, like just be like in his own world. And like, there's a scene where like some reporters like asking questions, like trying to get him nervous or something. And he literally just has his headphones in shooting like in pregame and is literally just like smiling ear to ear and like joking with everyone. And it's just like in his own world. And it's just like every other person is so nervous and like just a basket case. And he's just like, 
fucking around. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean, I think there's only a few guys in sports that can get to that extra zone. Um, I don't think we view LeBron as that type of competitive guy. I mean, realistically, he's done. I mean, he's got four ranks. He's done that. I, I have to make my one pro LeBron point because I'm, LeBron, <laughs> I'm in LeBron's camp overall. Yeah. My one point when everyone is, oh, MJ went uh, six and on oh the finals, whatever, is that when LeBron left the Cavs for the first time after bringing that team to the finals, well, he lost in the conference finals that year, but that team also went to the finals um, earlier in the 2000s. That team lost or that team won less than 20 games, right? That team he was on in Cleveland the first time. Yeah, he yeah. left, they became a 15-win team. When Jordan left to play baseball for a year, the Bulls won 50-plus games. So that that's, to me, that's, that's my point. Like, if someone said to me, Give me a reason why you think LeBron was better. That'd be my point. Not to have this whole conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, that, dude, that's fine. I don't even, I honestly don't even really care that much about No, that. it, it becomes I, ridiculous. It's I a silly conversation. That, like his personality, MJ's personality was just like so cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It's just, yeah, I mean, the only person we watched that I think shared a similar personality was Kobe. I yeah, mean, it I was, was going to say Kobe. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler is that not – That episode was amazing of Last Dance in the All-Star game. Unbelievable. Jimmy Butler is yeah. not good enough and hasn't succeeded enough, but not Jimmy making, Butler – I see what you're saying. Yeah, has a little bit of it, but no, I mean, just it's not, almost dude, a lost art. Fuck. Just no. knowing that you're like the alpha. Well, it's also – it goes into the whole conversation of – how affected the athletes are by social media too, where it's, it would have been, you think like imagine Jordan, imagine LeBron after this season saying, I'm going to go play for the Miami Marlins the next year. Imagine the, <laughs> the, the, the backlash you'd get on social media. I, I feel like MJ wouldn't have had, like he wouldn't have had social media. I agree. You just I wouldn't, agree. wouldn't be dealing with it. But yeah. Well, e, I appreciate you coming on the pod. This was this was a great catch up, and I uh, I look forward to visiting you in uh, Austin at yeah, some point. Yes, yes, yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. Uh, it. It was an honor to be here, and uh, to all all the listeners out there, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Eric. We appreciate it.